Honestly, if I did anything sooner, it wouldn't be that right. You said something profound when we spoke um, earlier. You said failure brings success, and I'm a firm believer of that. I believe if I did anything prematurely, it wouldn't have the efficacy. Or if you want to say it like you feel it, it wouldn't have the sauce. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't have the juice, the aura, it wouldn't have the real hippies. Welcome to another Fire Discussion with Empire, where we share stories to elevate leaders. My name is Mimi and I will be your host for today. I am honored to introduce our next guest. He is a father, a singer, and author of Disqualified. Please help me welcome the one and only Dr. George Fabre. Thank you so much for being here. Definitely a pleasure. And I'm really elated to be here with Midland, aka Mimi, Live and Empire. It's just definitely a pleasure. Thank I am honored. Thank you so much. Um, obviously, your book, Disqualified, tell us a little bit about this. I look at it, the Disqualified brand that just came to me in a vision. And I just wanted to remind people that no matter what you encounter in life, you are still qualified. If you notice the this part of the word qualified, disqualified, but the this is X out, meaning that you are still qualified. So it reminds people that no matter what happens, your failures, um, your experiences and challenges that have put you in position or compromised in positions, it's just a reminder that no matter what you are in life, you are still qualified. And at this capacity, um, a lot of the situation hit home. I had several people that I personally know who's gone through these circumstances, and as a result of it, um, they felt as though they didn't—they um, were no longer worthy or, or, or capable or qualified to be in certain positions, certain office, or certain um, areas, whether it's ministry, whether it's church, whether it's education, whatever have you, in corporate America. And the book was just basically a reminder that no matter what happened, no matter what you encounter, no matter what the circumstances were, ultimately, you still have an opportunity to to live and live again. I love that. Great having these more so a focus group 
even just plain old therapy. You know, oftentimes we have the proclivity to think that we don't need help or we don't want help because truth of the matter is it's not that we don't want help in some cases. We just don't want to engage others in our privacy. Because bringing somebody into your private space is nature, especially after someone you trusted is not part of your waste. So someone you've trusted and invested years with, invested your life with, time that you can never get back, you've invested with that individual that you trusted, now you're gonna bring some other individual into your private space. So oftentimes people think of it from that component, but not thinking, you know what, that's really an opportunity for you to truly vent to somebody who doesn't know and who will be unbiased and provide you some good insight. So I basically wanted to cater to the, 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 the divorce population um, in this book, but also giving them an opportunity to realize, hey, it's not a, it's not the end of, of your life because he left, because she left, because he moved on, because she moved on. No matter how ugly it was, no matter how embarrassing it was, especially when you when you got to remember when you get married, marriage is oftentimes you don't really just get married alone. You marry into a family and into a community because when you have the wedding, it's not just you and the, yeah, the spouse. Like the whole you're world to come to your wedding. Exactly. To rejoice. To exactly. rejoice and celebrate. Right. Now imagine a celebration that becomes a funeral. You know, so you just think to yourself, hey, you know what? This is one of those things where, you know, I just want I wanted to engage with that community and let them know, especially with what I experienced from my personal standpoint whether it was the church, whether it was my family, because I was, you know, my family's a very um, Christian-based family, come from a plethora or a lineage of, of ministers. And when I encountered what I encountered, I had so much fingers getting pointed at me. And it's like my back was against the wall. And I said, you know what, even if I may not be able to, in this time or during my time, be able to sit in a certain platform again, but somebody else from the next generation, and that's my faith, because of this book, will be able to be granted that opportunity to break barriers, break curses, break, break, and, and build new walls and, and, and new platforms that will allow people to um, hear their testimony, hear this testimony, and do great things. See, I love the fact that you said when you get there, it's like a celebration. You invite everybody over and it's a voice of something. You know, right. you don't want to talk about it. You're not going to stand on invite. Right. Uh, where do you see shame being part of this? I know that is one thing you mentioned in your book. Right. And I know, talking about you know, it's almost like a marriage is dead. Right. Why do you think shame? We all go through a breakup that is yeah. a painful thing to go through. Right. Why do you think shame is so apparent? Very good question. Breakups, if your girlfriend and a boyfriend breakup is, hey, you go your way, I go my way, and we're done. A marriage is a covenant. Which means God, the two involved, and then the two involved um, with the community, the families merging. So two people from two different environments coming into one home. The shame is essentially that the basic. We don't even need to get detailed. You know, the us being as professional and educated as we are, we don't even need to put a prolific answer to it. The shame is just the mere fact that it didn't last. Nobody wants to know that they're. Anything that they started didn't last. You open up a business, and then the business got marketing and got a promotion, 
out of nowhere, out of out of this world that people heard and knew about it, just to find out that it foreclosed. Somebody opens up a, 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 a firm just to find out that that firm was caught caught in, in a fraudulent act, whether intentional or non-intentional. It's a shame. So essentially the shameful part is what you, what you invested in, what you birthed, you know, what you took time to hold ultimately just didn't work. So it's a shame. The community's going to look at you like, dang, you know, just to think that money was invested, time was invested, uh, um, all the efforts, emotions are involved, the, you name it. And just to see at the end of the day, it just didn't work. You know, nobody wants anything that they've invested in, anything that they've poured into to fail. Well, to be honest, I read um, recently millennials. Millennials are looking to the next generation or the previous generation for that. As every previous generation looks to the next generation. So the successor is looking to the processor. Um, millennials want transparency. I believe a lot of us as millennials, we've watched our parents fake the love. We've watched our parents fake the infrastructure of family, and then when we've grown older, we realize our parents really didn't have the greatest relationship. So a lot of millennials are looking for transparency. So when they don't see the transparency, they immediately get turned off. They get turned off from the, the, the whether it's transparency from leaders not being real in, in politics, whether it's transparency from leaders not being real in church, whether it's transparency from, from teachers or professors not providing authenticity when they're teaching, whether it's transparency that they're looking for in relationships. So if anything does not provide truth, does not provide authenticity, the millennials, the Generation X's and the Y's and the Z's, they ask questions. And moreover, they get easily turned off when they realize that it isn't real. So that's one of the biggest issues that is taking place in our era and in our time. Hence why a lot of millennials are more influenced by the music. The music is telling girls to be, no, girls, you don't have to worry about value. You can do what the brothers are doing or what the fellas are doing and, and have 10, 20 relationships and still be okay. It doesn't matter. Not with, with having no regards to real love. Just like men. Or whatever the influence may be. So that's why a lot of them are resorting to that because they don't see the authenticity in the foundation that they thought was real. And then to grow and find out and realize that it wasn't. True. I, I think music is a way Mm -hmm. Completely seeing the ones that I want to perform. I used to hear you sing all the time. Mm -hmm. And are we going to be honest? Would a piece today? No. That's no. Okay. <laughs> no, I but, but, but you, know, you, you know, I'll do one better. I'm going to post some material on my Instagram, my Facebook page. So anybody watching can jump on, watch, and you can enjoy. I love that. We'll take it. There's more to the problem than we think. And it's so sad we're not going to hear it. But that being said, how would you describe your childhood? I know singing was part of it. We're not going to be honored with that today. 
Come from two wonderful parents, um, great parents, um, three sisters, great family. Um, I, I feel like my childhood was a, was a great childhood. My parents did all that they could to provide for us, to make sure that we didn't have want or need for anything. They made sure that they created the path for us to be um, the businessmen, businesswomen, entrepreneurs, whatever I am to anybody today. My siblings, whoever they are, to whoever they are today, but at the end of the day, we don't care for validation. What we were created for, we believe that our parents made sure that they paved the way to do so. And you know, come from a God-fearing family, you know, um, ultimately, you know, I, I cherish my parents for the investments they've made and continuously, you know, wish all, all the time, constantly posting my father from time to time here and there. His junior, by the way, God rest his soul. You know, I constantly sing his praise because my father was really one who was esteemed by excellence. And um, I definitely feel like um, he was a man uh, who walked to the, drum, to the beat of his own drum and he created the notes. I always say that. So, definitely come from a great family. Um, no, no, no reproach in any sense of the word where I have to question what they didn't do or did do. I believe whatever I experienced was meant for me to experience it because there's a voice that needed to be heard from a generation that was going through and that was going to be going through. And that's why I feel like I'm the voice for the millennials, generation X, Y's, and so forth. You mentioned Dowling, you mentioned Shrek before, and obviously we've been talking about divorce and relationship. How has 2020 shaped those things for you? Ah, man, 2020 has been quite a journey. Um, 2020 was one of those eye opener years, I think, for everybody. I mean, if you look at the pandemic, 6 million plus and counting million jobs, millions of lives being lost. I would think families, family has been a very important factor. If it wasn't always an important factor, I think it's become more of an important factor because now you understand, hey, you can have family today and it can be gone the same day or tomorrow. So I would say 2020 basically taught me the real true essence of family, being driven, don't let anything stop because we didn't let the pandemic stop us. Matter of fact, we made tremendous sales. Um, I mentioned that on one of my um, on my podcast actually recently, how a great deal of our sales, because uh, I was interviewing business owners, and we mentioned how a great deal of our sales uh, soared during the pandemic. And it was all on approach because people want to see progress. People were going drifting to online shopping. Hey, I got merchandise online, we'll buy that. One of the um, folks I interviewed, he is actually a groomer and a mentor. He said his business tripled during the pandemic. So it was really contingent on the individual and how they handled it. And um, I also um, used the opportunity to uh, educate more people. Like in my podcast, I spoke of the top 10 jobs slash careers that have sustained during the pandemic um, that people can cultivate. You know, definitely something that people can go check out and get more insight. So I believe that 2020 provided more of an open eye for families to clean together, but it also provided a heart for the hustler, heart for the grinder, for those to hunger more for different ways to gain success and do it legitimately, of course, and with um, passion. I love that. With that being said, um, it's all about George, so it's okay from that in there. 
hippies, if you may, you know, that it had five Well, you cannot just point to the world. It like would be seasoned. Hippies, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, is a, it's a French. Hippies is a yeah, yeah. and very French. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where we're talking about the spices. Season, spices. To yeah. make it have the taste that it has. So I think yeah. ultimately, anything that would have been done sooner would have been premature. I would say ultimately, I believe everything that has happened had to happen at the span of time it did happen um, because the learning experience was was necessary. It was necessary to my growth, and I believe that experience allowed me to grow so I can groom someone else or other people. I love that. It's almost like you have to believe in the healing process Absolutely. to get to this point. Yeah. Why would you say to anyone as not reach that stage, probably still in that place, feeling broken? Um, what would you say to people trying to get to that healing place? Definitely tell a person who's trying to get to that healing place. First thing, before uh, a minister, a friend, someone who's professional, or whatever happened. I think another thing is try to engage in with a focus group. Others who've gone through what you've gone through, or people who've gone through circumstances or challenges that they needed guidance or they needed each other. Don't do any journey that is that is trivial or that is trying by yourself. I also feel gaining hobbies, walk, jog, do certain things to help your health. Because when you occupy your mind with positivity, grab your headphones and put on empire. Listen to the show while you're walking. And while you're walking, you're getting empowered while listening to empire. Real. I love that. Your vision, with your mission, and empower yourself in the process. Very good question. I think the best thing that you can do to keep your vision ultimately going is from time to time, you'll get distracted, but you have to learn how to control your distractions. Now, if it's social media that's your distraction, where the person, the person who hurt you is on social media and you have no you have desires to go check their page. Get off for a little bit. On, or block them. I'm sorry. Or block them. I think you you should block them. You and you're hearing it from someone or herself who just ship, grab the bag and get <laughs> But but listen. Very true. But listen, sometimes you need to stay. You need to leave the environment that hurts you. And I get it. So I ultimately feel like a person who's hurt, you you you, you have to do certain things that takes you away. Because you can't lose the vision. Because you remember, if you lose the vision, there's no longer a mission. The mission now is you get the job done. But if you lose sight of the vision, you can't complete the mission because you won't know what, what to focus on. Let me tell you something about losing the vision, and this is in parentheses. Whenever your mind is easily distracted by anything that, that, that affected you, that hurt you, whatever, the mind is really, really, really tough. And the remember back in the day, mind is a terrible thing to waste. It could easily be wasted. Here's what that meant. You could be so distracted, so bad. I remember talking to someone who took them three years to get over somebody. That's three years she'll never get back. And but in those three years, if her mind was together, only God knows what she could have done. She could have invested in something, a talent that she was a she's real a talented person. And she could have been working on polishing that talent and putting herself out there. And in the in the span of three years, because it usually takes three to five years, the below in many cases, 
That could have been her third year, that could have blew, made her blow. But she wasted her mind due to the hurt. And I'm not saying waste because, oh my God, you threw it away, but waste because she she positioned herself to remain her. Because a lot of times we remain her because we don't get around people who will help build us. Get in a community of people that are positive. If you're around folks who are negative all the time, or who remind you of what you went through all the time, you're going to constantly be dealing with that same mess. You gotta get out of that place. Um, I definitely, I would never put a timestamp, but I, you know, that was an example I used because the individual eventually got over the person. And what made her get over the person? She changed environment. She got away from the environment that always had that person involved. I think, you, I, I, as you mentioned, you can't put a timestamp on an individual's healing process. However, an individual can heal if they allow themselves to go through it. No one's going to do anything to you you don't That's just the bottom line. So, you know... Well, if you know the right state of mind. Of That's course. But, but, but for you to get out of that state of mind where you allow that individual, where you allow yourself to constantly be vulnerable, you got to get help. Oftentimes, let me tell you something. Oftentimes, we don't feel like we need her because we would rather heal in silence. This is tough to be vulnerable, especially Absolutely. with people you don't know. You mentioned that. Yeah. It's just, we love so powerful the idea that we are stronger by ourselves. Imagine, right? Imagine how, how about this? Let's add, add more to it, especially if. You're the one people always go to. Yeah. So if you're always the strength, you don't want to look like any type of weakness. You don't want to look like the type of weakness. So they created this persona. Of course. She's supposed to live up to it. Absolutely. That's tough. Very tough. Very tough. Um, Has that been something? Absolutely. Because you I, are the, the doctor I can only imagine that it's something. Yeah. People look up to you too, and I'm not a book. I'm convinced you are amazing, and a lot of people look up to you, you. and I'm sure there are a lot of fans who listen to your words you say, watch your action, and when you don't have this moment when you always go leaking, what do you do? Truth of the matter is, honestly, you some people just look at what they see, but they forget that. There's some cognitive. So I think ultimately for me, what helps me is especially I have moments where I stay to myself, I meditate on positive things, read the word, I I I, I, I get get to reading certain books, certain authors who I know are influential, who have positive affirmations. Um I work out, you know, I learn to love hanging with me. You know, because sometimes when you're in a position where you always have to lean on somebody, sometimes you're hurt, especially as you mentioned, you are the one they come to. But I've also learned to seek out help. But don't seek help from any and everybody. But you need to have an outlet. The biggest mistake I think I've had in my journey is, you know, you don't, you, you, you lose trust along this way, along this journey. But I think the best part of it for me, what, what life has allowed me to learn is 
to learn to trust one or two people who I can trust with my business and, and, and have an outlet and speak to them. But make sure these are people that either if they're not professionals, not people that you you pay, but if they're not professionals, make sure those are people that's sharing with you too. Don't be a one-sided relationship. That's very dangerous. Where you're always sharing and the person acts like they don't have any issues and they're just like, you know, everything's gonna be okay. No, no, no. It has to be a mutual thing where you both are sharing because you both can bounce off of each other and help each other build. So I think that's what has helped me um, in many ways, but ultimately, you know, spending more time with the family, spending, creating hobbies, reading more. Uh, when you build, when you build different habits or, or, or um, different um, regiments, you have the propensity to avoid getting distracted or thinking all the time of the negative stuff or the stuff that hurts you. And that's what's helping you. I just want all the listeners to know that um, a success story is not a success story until you've gone to trials. But the most important component is to realize that you don't let the trials overcome your purpose that you were created to be. You have purpose, you have meaning. You're not disqualified. In fact, you're still qualified to win. And I will never stop saying that until you understand that. And put that in your mind. Let that resonate in your mind. More importantly, don't let anybody stop you. Don't let your past hurt stop you. Don't let that breakup hurt, that, that hurt you stop you. Don't let that individual who told you you'll never be or amount to anything stop you. Don't let that family member that, that, that did inappropriate things to you stop you. Don't let anybody know what it is that is your, your, your no. You know what that N-O is that you've encountered in your past. That N-O is going to become a yes, meaning the doors will open and all impossibilities will become possible because you are designated and you are, you are, you are RSVP and guess what? You do still have a seat on the table and you deserve to sit with pride and joy. And don't forget, more importantly, check out drgeorgefabry.com. When you go to drgeorgefabry.com, you can wear the shirt proud to remind folks that you're not disqualified. We're Xing the this out. We're reminding folks that we're qualified. You're qualified to win. You're qualified to, to excel. You're qualified for that promotion. You're qualified for that upgrade. You are created for greatness. And those of you who have in, 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 any questions about relationships, whatever have you, you can purchase the book as well. Don't limit yourself. Support us, and we greatly appreciate you. And we thank Mimi for having us. We thank the team. We thank everybody who's been a part of this process. But more importantly, support Empire. This is a phenomenal movement, and the best is still yet to come. Thank you.